Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Gordon and Larry are coming up at the top. They'll take you the rest of the night. We've been all over the map so far. I mean, my gosh. A lot of Tom Brady, as you would expect, as he announces his retirement again. But this time we think he means it. Did a lot of Knicks, of course, in that second hour. We solved a potential crime that was unfolding at a sandwich shop locally involving one of our staff members. Which I still can't try to wrap my mind around, but it did happen. It was a thing. And now we try to still figure out what the latest is with Aaron Rodgers, right? Because that's like the missing piece. And by the way, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, feel free to do so. At Dan Grasa, G-R-A-C-A. So... Aaron Rodgers, um, give him credit, he still honors his commitment to the Pat McAfee show going on once a week. And he gives pretty good answers. You know, he's he's honest, he's thoughtful, he doesn't hold back. And that's what you want from a guest, right? So, naturally, the subject about his future, where it's headed, does he know where he's going to be playing, all those things. That was brought up, and he was asked if he's had any conversations yet with his current team and the only team he's ever known, the Green Bay Packers. It sounds like there's already conversations going on that aren't involving me, which are interesting. Honestly, I've been insulated to a lot of that. Like I said, I was in, in Nashville, and, and then I'll be up here you know, this week playing in the tournament. So I'm not a part of those conversations right now. When I make up my mind one way or another, then you guys and Packers, not in that order, and everybody else will, uh, will know at some point. All right, so again, before we even entertain the idea of him possibly becoming a Jet, you got to worry about, does he even still want to play football? You know, because if he walks away and tells the Packers, you know, I'm retired, if he pulls a Tom Brady, then, well, don't matter what the Jets want because he's not going to be available. So is that decision to play, is it still something that he's kind of obsessing over and just trying to figure out? I wouldn't say weighing heavy. I don't think that's the right description of it. I would say when you've played as long as I have and you like to recap each week, you know, the things that happened and you enjoy journaling and different things, I think it's important to look at the tone of those things and, and where your mind is, you know, when you get away from it, you know, because that's you have to get away from the emotion of it. And that's why I always think I can't make a decision until after the Super Bowl at the earliest because there's still football going on. Right, there is. But that hasn't stopped moves and prevented moves from being made even before the Super Bowl, even during Super Bowl week, believe it or not. Like, these things happen. Hey, remember, a year ago, right, one year ago, Tom Brady announces retirement, and the world stopped because the greatest player of all time or the greatest quarterback of all time before the Super Bowl even kicked off that he was calling it quits. I remember a lot of people thought that initially that Brady was kind of taking, you know, they, they thought it was a selfish act, that he was taking some of the, the luster away from the Super Bowl and all the festivities and the buildup because that's all anybody was going to talk about, not the two teams that were playing in the game, and in that case, the Bengals and the Rams. So you can't rule out anything. And lastly, and this is why it pertains to Jet fans, Nathaniel Hackett's the offensive coordinator. That happened. That's a thing. Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers have some history together. 
Hackett was in Green Bay. He was the offensive coordinator. Rodgers won a couple of MVPs under his watch. Even though Hackett didn't call plays when they were in Green Bay because Matt LaFleur, the head coach, was the play caller. But Hackett still had a big part of everything that went on offensively. So Rodgers was asked, what is your relationship like with one Nathaniel Hackett? We all have certain coaches that have meant a lot to us over the years and have created those really special rooms to play in, special feelings on game day, made the weeks better. Obviously, Nathaniel is one of those guys. I would say there's been a handful of coaches over the years who've been just on another different level, you know, guys who you just kind of bonded with more than other guys. And it's not a shot at any, any other coach you've played with. It's just humans, just like with teammates. Some guys you really you love and some guys you love and you spend more time with them off the field. Bing, 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 bing. Right? Bing, 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 bing. You're a Jet fan. You hear Aaron Rodgers say that. You almost think it's a done deal. Like, what could stand in the way of Aaron Rodgers coming here now? Well, a lot of things. We know that. But first and foremost, the player has to be all in. The player has to be willing to buy into whatever type of trade, wherever he's going to be going, Because it's one thing to give your blessing to the team and not to just go along begrudgingly. If you do go to a new destination, don't you want to give it your best effort to help out that new team win and those guys that are in the locker room and bond with the coaches? Well, if you got a coach there who already that you have a relationship with and you're really, really fond of, and he talked about how great he makes the – I don't know what he does. You know, I don't want to get into all that stuff with the room and what he does to spruce up the room. You know, I don't know if he brings in a disco ball and some music and it's catered or or whatever. They get to watch movies. Like, you're, you know, that was like the best teachers you had at school. The ones who were like, let's watch a movie once a week. Remember, you didn't have to do any homework or anything. So I don't know what the hell Nathaniel Hackett's doing. But if he gets Aaron Rodgers' blessing, more power to him. And maybe adds a little bit more fuel as to why that would be the right fit for the Jets who are trying to find a quarterback. And we know that there's other decisions to be made in trying to get this team back to the playoffs. It's more than just, okay, get the quarterback, everything is fixed. No, there's still some other areas that need some shoring up, like, oh, by the way, the offensive line. Because one of the reasons why the Packers fell short of the playoffs this past year was because the offensive line, again, was springing leaks in Green Bay. And they had guys in and out of the lineup. Rodgers, after all, remember, he suffered a broken thumb in that game against the Giants. So he needs help. He's not Superman, and especially a guy at this stage of his career where he's pushing 40 years of age. Right? A lot of things are going to have to fall into place. But when we found out that Hackett was going to be the offensive coordinator and we all kind of wondered, Jets bring this guy in and hire him because they think that that's going to make Aaron Rodgers turn up down the road? At least if you hear the quarterback talk, doesn't necessarily hurt. Now, does it? 800-919-3776. That's the telephone number. Let's say hi to, if I could get this thing to work, John in Phillipsburg. He's up next here on 98.7. Johnny, how are you? Good, Dan. How are you? John, things are well. What's up? So, uh, I know that this is kind of a silly and a little bit of a wacky question, but you know, everybody's kind of talking about Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets, and it's seeming more and more like that. If he is to go to the Jets, where do you think that you put the Jets in the AFC East, in the AFC, and the NFL? I mean, I know there's a lot that needs to happen, free agency, trades, blah, 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 but where do you think that they, that would play out? Yeah, I, I mean, John, you, you answered your own question. A lot has to happen before we can even begin 
to place them in some sort of a pecking order around the NFL. I mean, we haven't even started the offseason yet. You know, there's a lot, the draft, all those other things. But it, let's keep it to the division. I think that's that's fair okay. enough to sit here and, and examine. All right, the Patriots, look, even though the Jets technically finished in last place last year, Jets had more talent than the mm-hmm. Patriots. It's just that the Jets were just absolutely hemorrhaged with injuries to the quarterback position, and they couldn't find mm-hmm. any sort of sustainable production there. Patriots are not a very talented football team. Is Belichick going to be able to go mm-hmm. out there and, and add to that? We'll see. Miami, look, I know that Tua just got cleared a concussion protocol, but I'm not a, an expert. I'm not a uh, n- doctor. I am not a uh, an expert on concussions or anything like that, but I do know – because just from seeing other athletes over the years, that a guy who suffered as many concussions, especially in a short period of time, as Tua Tungavailoa has, don't you think that he's a little bit more susceptible to maybe suffering another one, even if a hit doesn't even look all that glaring? Because you know what? There were other guys, you know, whether it's guys who played on the, you know, Wayne Corbett, for example, who dealt with a lot of concussions at the end of his career. The final one that he got, it didn't even look like it was a big hit. Al Toon, who was my favorite player Mm -hmm. growing up, he was on his way to a Hall of Fame career, and it got cut short because of concussions. The final concussion that he suffered, it didn't even look like it was that big of a hit. You just thought it was a regular tackle. So you just never know. So then yeah. the Dolphins are going to have questions at a quarterback position. Buffalo, look, on yeah. paper, on paper, Buffalo's the most talented team, John. But, you know, yeah. the way things ended for them this year, what if this is kind of like the beginning of a downward slope for them, meaning like, did the Josh Allen Buffalo Bills window, at least with this group, did that slam shut this past year? That's what we need to figure out. Yeah, it start, It seems like that window could be closing. You know, the Dolphins are interesting because we didn't really get to kind of see what they are without Tua. Uh, an interesting thought, though, with Tua, you know, it, what about Sidney Crosby, right? Like, he had an interesting, you know, spout of, of concussions earlier in his career, and it looked like, you know, a, a future Hall of Fame career was going to get knocked off course. And, you know, then he shook that all off. You know, I, I hope that Tua can figure it out. I, I certainly don't want him to be taking down my Jets, but um, I don't know. I, it, this whole Aaron Rodgers thing, it, it is exciting, and you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if it actually plays out. Yeah, John, no doubt. Look, and, and thanks for the phone call. Bottom line is, I got to get somebody. I got to get somebody. Because we know that right now there's not a answer to the test question that's in that building right now. You know, they could tell you until the cows come home that they still believe in Zach Wilson. They want to develop Zach Wilson. You know, I know, we all know, they know. Zach Wilson ain't going to be the guy running onto that field in the huddle opening day week one next season, whoever that's against. They're going to have to go get a quarterback. And it's probably going to be a guy who has some experience because they feel and they believe, I know this with certainty, they believe in the talent in that locker room. You know, this was a playoff caliber team this year that got derailed because of instability at the quarterback position. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Grasser Show till the top of the hour right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Let's go say hi to Tino. He's in Staten Island. He's up next here on 98.7. Tino, my friend, how are you? Dan, it feels like I haven't talked to you in forever. How are you, my it brother? It has been. It's, it, it, maybe even like last year. Yeah. How's things, sir? Yeah, things are well. Things are well. You know, uh, same old. Just got out of the gym. I, I called Monday, but you weren't talking Knicks basketball. So I was like, you know, they told me come back uh, Wednesday and, you know, call. So what I did, I was on actually with your, your colleagues today, uh, Alan and, and Bart. Okay. You know, I, I respect Alan. I've been, I've been following Alan since his Newsday days when he was a beat writer for Newsday. So I respect Alan's opinions. You know, I, I, read, I used to read his paper all the time when I was growing up as a, as a young kid in my early 20s. Uh, Dan, you know, we're 27 and 25, and I, I was ranting before, but I'm, I'm calm right now. We're, we're 27 and 25. We're the seventh seed, two games behind Miami. And I honestly think we can catch Miami. I don't think Miami's any good. And we do play them tomorrow, so tomorrow's game is huge. But the question I have is, Dan, you know, this team, you know, a lot of people said, oh, this is where we, we thought they're going to be, anywhere from a 7 to 10. But the more I watch this team and see where they are, they can be so much better than where they are. We easily can be the fifth seed. We've lost approximately, that I know in my head, about nine games in the final two minutes. And you know why, Dan? It's poor execution. It's the same plays being run every single time in the final minutes. It's either give Jalen Brunson the ball and play iso ball or give Julius Randle the ball and play iso ball. You know that IQ can create a shot for himself, too? Yeah. Dan, when I watched that last 4.5 seconds yesterday, I said to myself out of the timeout, please give the ball to IQ. Let's just try something different. Instead of just giving it to Randall and just playing ISO. Dan, I'm telling you, it's a coaching. The coaching needs to be better. Tibbs has to draw better plays. There's talent on this team. I really think we can be better. I just, I just, it pains me to say it, but it comes down to just poor execution. We continuously keep losing these games that we should win. Yeah, but the other thing, you know what, though, um, Tino, here's the the problem, though. You're not going to go out there and have a one-sided game one way or the other on most nights. Most nights you're going to have competitive games. The problem with the Knicks, and you're right, there were games that they should have won that they didn't win. Who's the guy, though? That the Knicks have on their team where you know night in and night out he's going to be there for you at the end of the game, down the stretch, to make big buckets, to push you over the top if it's going to be a close game. Who's that guy? No, no, listen, Jalen Brunson has been great, but he's also missed a lot of buckets in the final minute. He's missed free throws. The game against Chicago that comes to me right away, I remember when he missed two free throws. Uh, yep. I mean, forget about the free throws. We've missed so many free throws in uh, the Dallas game when we blew up. A, a, a 20, what is it, a 12-point lead or 15-point lead in the final minute? 
that game rings a bell. I don't know if you recall that game in Dallas. Right. And, and that game. There were a lot of those games. Remember the, uh, the the Martin Luther King game against Toronto in, on the Monday oh. afternoon? How many free throws they missed in the final oh. minute there? Thank you. Yep, that's another one that you did. That's perfect. I mean, it's just so many of these games. And another thing, is we got the trade deadline coming up next Friday. The rumors are we're going after O.G. Ibanobi from Toronto. I think he's an excellent player. He's a, he's a, he's a 3 and D player, plays defense at a high level, can shoot at 40% from three. It's a perfect position to slide Grimes off the bench. You know, supposedly we're going to offer three protected picks. And listen, people, these Nick fans, a lot of Nick fans are delusional. But they think that Obi Toppin is this one, this phenomenal player. I've seen Obi play. He got that good. He can defend. He doesn't rebound. He cheats on defense all the time, hangs back, waiting for IQ and throw him a, a ball at the other end so he can get a dunk. He's lazy on defense. It's time to move Obi. He's not. He's just. He's not going to play anyway with with Randall there. You see it. He plays ten minutes a night. Right. He's not useful on the team if Randall's there. Well, and the fans hate, and the so fans hate it too. Tino. That's the thing. They think that Obi is a guy who was, I, you know, the back at Dayton. Remember, and it was it was the COVID year or COVID hit, so we didn't get an NCAA tournament. But remember, Dayton was as good as any team yeah. in the country that year. Obi was the national player of the year. All those things, and people just thought that that was going to be the same guy hiding right. and flying and dunking, you know, into the NBA. It just hasn't happened because there's more to it playing on this level than just doing those type of things you were able to get away with in the Atlantic 10 in college. Thank you. 100%, Dan. He just thinks that you could just dunk and that's all you can do. You ever watch him on defense? He doesn't fight around screens ever. He's so lazy on rotations. He leaves his man open every time for an open three. That's why Tibbs pulls him right away. He's so sick and tired of his defensive, defensive assignments. He doesn't know. He, he's very slow on his defensive assignments. Tell me what you think about OG Ibanobi from Toronto. I think it's a great it's a great move. We have to make a move. I don't know about a good – Tino, I talked about it earlier, and thanks for the phone call, my friend. Good to hear from you. I, I don't know if it, I would call it a great move. Problem with that is, is he really a guy you're willing to give up three number one draft choices for? You know, he's a good player. But Knicks have a lot of good players. That's the problem with this team. You know, how many more good players are you collecting? When are you going to get the great player? Tell me where that guy is for the Knicks. Because if you look at the best teams in the NBA, they all have at least one great player. Where's the Knicks' great player? I'm so sick and tired of just having, like, good. I know it sounds spoiled, but I'm sick of the good players. Got enough of that. You know, you got your three best players are all good players, and where is that getting you at this point? Now you're going to add another one? And even with Tino's suggestion, I don't necessarily think I'm all in on Bringing a guy in like that, and then you're sliding Grimes to the bench because is Grimes a guy that when you go to your second unit, when maybe you're looking for a little bit of pop and some offense, is Grimes going to be a guy to give that to you off the bench? Quickly gives that to you. I don't know if that's Grimes' best role. I really don't. You know, the free throws, I, I meant to bring that up a little while when we were talking about last night's game. The free throw shooting which has been abysmal for the Knicks in big spots this year. Think about last night. Last night was one of the rare occasions that the Knicks actually shot the ball really well from the stripe. They were 28 out of 32. I mean, 28, out of, that, that's like, that's a dream for this team. So imagine if they were doing their usual shenanigans at the line. That game didn't even get into overtime. They would have lost in regulation. And it's not like, you know, again, it's not like this is the championship Lakers. 
But last night served another reminder that a team comes in here with a couple of superstars, and they were able to take the Knicks out on their floor. And in years past, you know what happens with this team. They fall into the trap where you got to make a move, you got to make a move, you got to make a move, you get to the deadline, and then you give up way too much for somebody who might not even be worth it. And that's what this team can ill afford to do. Again, good effort by the Nets tonight up in Boston. They're down by 42 points, and there's still nine minutes left in the game. Think about that. 42 points. Celtics already have a buck 20 on the scoreboard with nine minutes left in the game. Yikes. Yikes. 800-919-3776. Grasso Show. We roll to the top right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Harvey was just telling me, I, like, I, I haven't heard it, but I did see, like, the the headlines or whatever. Remember Arian Foster? He was a running back in the NFL. He, you know, he was pretty good. He was part of those Texans teams with uh, Matt Schaub as the quarterback and uh, when J.J. Watt was in his prime, and they had a pretty good offense. And, uh, you know, he was the running back, and, you know, they would do some things. And I guess he went on what, – what show was it? Do you know off the top of your head? Or what podcast or something? Okay. Anyway, so – Arian Foster, I guess, like, essentially what he was trying to insinuate when he was doing this thing was he said that the NFL is rigged, that these games, I guess, are kind of scripted, and, you know, the the, the league wants, you know, their favorites to win, and they, you know, the referees go along with it, and and that sort of stuff, and what, oh, the PFT commentator, do we have, do we have the audio, is it, is it PG rated that we can uh, put on the air? Take a listen to it, maybe, and like at least the clip of where he says this. Because if it is, maybe we can air it. But 
If you tell me on the surface that Arian Foster thinks the NFL is rigged, I'll, I'll counter that by saying I don't think it's rigged. I just think that, you know, Arian Foster played for the Texans and <laughs> they just never, never, never could have success. That's, you know, it's not the NFL's fault. Is they just play for the Texans. What, what have they won? Texans, I'm trying to, Texans have never, Texans haven't even ever been in a conference championship game yet, right? If I'm not mistaken, off the top of my head, they, they haven't even made it past the second round. So there you go. So I don't think it's the NFL's fault. I mean, what do you want him to do? If the NFL was rigged, they, you know, the Texans would maybe have a little bit more success. You know, Bob McNair was one of the more influential owners back when he owned, when he was around and he owned the team and had Roger Goodell's ear and that sort of thing. So I'm, and he certainly had enough money. He thought he could have bought a few victories or at least bought a trip to the conference championship game, but that didn't happen. Speaking of the Super Bowl, I don't know about you guys, and I guess it's a good thing. So it's Wednesday of week one. Like, we still haven't gotten down to the Super Bowl yet and really gotten too close and everything. Normally, you get kind of just, like, inundated with Super Bowl conversation. And then once you actually get to the week of the game, it's kind of like played already. You're like, all right, I, I and now I got to deal with a week straight of this. Not... I got to tell you, I, I feel great. Like, I, I feel fresh when it comes to the Super Bowl. Like, I haven't really talked a lot about it for the last few days. Haven't, you know, found myself engaged in a lot of conversations about the Chiefs and the Eagles or the Kelsey brothers or Randy. It's, it's, I'm, I'm good. So maybe that's a sign of things to come. Maybe we're going to hit the ground running next week and we'll have a lot of stuff to talk about, which is, hey, I mean, it's the biggest game. Deserves it, right? Let's say hi to uh, Ryan. He is in Tarrytown. He's up next here on 98.7. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Real quick about the Foster with, with, with legalized gambling now. Uh, it wouldn't be the most surprised. I'd be surprised if, if it was, you know, somewhat rigged, but I wouldn't be like, uh, it has to be a fool to be crazily surprised with how much money was. I mean, some of these officiating calls are just. Oh, it's awful. Totally. Uh, it's awful. But, but Ryan, but Ryan, here's the yeah. thing, though. Is it. Is it a case of, you know, they got their their hand in the league's pocket, or is it just as unfortunately is the case with a lot of these other sports too with the officiating? It's just that they're not any good, and they got to get guys who are better at their job. I hope it's that, because if it's like a big conspiracy with the hundreds of millions of dollars of gambling, that would be a tragedy. But about the Jets, may mm-hmm. I ask uh, a question? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, you know, I think that like Joe Douglas – you know, he's living the dream. Uh, he has an elite job, and uh, he's a lucky man. But I think he has to be, you know, held to a high standard. And to draft Zach Wilson with a rookie offensive coordinator and a defensive-minded head coach um, doesn't make sense. Now, you know, you know, you can let him get away with it. I think he should be on the hostage just for that. Do you think that Joe Douglas has done a bad job so far, Ryan? Or, or do you think that his – how would you, you, know, how would you rate his job? Garrett Wilson – Brees Hall, the defense, but like I said, he's living the dream. He's got a great job. Uh, you know, can we pick up the standard? Or you're saying take it easy? But Zach Wilson, you know, COVID uh, time cut into his uh, college playing career. He doesn't look like a natural NFL player. Offensive coordinator was a rookie and a defensive minded head coach. And who's he relied on? Joe Flacco to teach him how to be quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, I, and you know that's the th- look. Some guys need that tutelage. Some don't, right? I mean, everybody's cut from a different cloth, and I think you make a good point. You know, when Zach came into the league, and Ryan, thank you for the phone call, 
Zach came into the league not exactly from a football power, right, in BYU. Although, ironically enough, you know, BYU has produced, you know, a couple of Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks. You know, there haven't been a ton, but BYU's got a couple of them. Our own Steve Young, as a matter of fact, you know, Jim McMahon. And that year was weird. Like, I don't think any of us ever want to go back and repeat that again. I know. I sure as hell don't. That was, it was just miserable. And then that college football season was as strange as anything, I think. We, I, I can't believe it actually counted. Like, it was just odd. And you had a school like BYU. BYU was one of the few teams that year that played close to a full complement of games. And then you had other schools out there playing like four or five, and games were getting canceled like morning. It was just, oh, it was terrible. So, yeah, BYU's schedule that year, they didn't exactly play the beasts of college football. And the things that Zach Wilson probably did that year on the field, even though he showed all the attributes and the skills, but, you know, maybe some of those things you're not going to get away with against better competition, certainly not on the NFL level. And I think that that's what's taken place the first couple of years of his career. How do you adjust? How do you adapt? Some guys learn from it. Others, they never can really crawl out from something like that, and it just saddles them with the rest of their career. You hope that's not the case with him. But I think that the Jets have seen enough to realize they've got a good roster. The moves that Joe Douglas has made, there's talent on this team. Jets have a more talented team than some of the teams that were in the playoffs this year, except for the quarterback position. So they're not going to let that hold them back any longer. They're going to fix it, and then next year there's not going to be any excuses. All right, so here's the Arian Foster um, sound. This was his comment. This was the uh, the PFT podcast. Uh, we're really dedicated to it, so it was more so like um, that's what practice was about. It was about practicing the script. Like this is what goes on, and this is what we have to do mm-hmm. in order to. Yeah. And this referee is going to miss this call yeah, because they hate you yeah. and they love the Colts, yeah, that like, sort of thing. Uh, WWF. So it's like, you yeah, know, we know what's going to happen, but you still got to put on a show. I, I mean, I think he's kidding. You know, if you're going to throw the WWF thing in there, I mean, they're probably joking. I, I, I get the point that he's trying to make, but I don't take him seriously i mean you can't and if anybody does take him seriously i'll I'll just go back with it's the texans right it's the texans they don't they don't win they win anything know your role and shut your mouth (laughs) by the way i'm looking forward to the uh speaking of the rock i'm looking forward to the xfl i'm a big st louis battlehawks fan huge and that's the bottom line I was actually going to get season tickets, but I going to the games was a problem. Like, I don't want to schlep all the way out to St. Louis because my boy, our boy, Anthony Becht, Coach Becht, Woo! head coach of the St. Louis Battlehawks. They're down there in Florida. They're doing their training camp. They're getting ready. So I am all in. I'm trying not to bother him because, you know, he's got a chance now to be a head coach, and I know that he wanted to, and I just want to find out how things are going. You know, how's the Two. team coming along? What do you mean, two? Got A.J. McCarron, though, as his quarterback. That worked out good for Saban, but that was in college football. I don't know if it's going to work out necessarily on this level. But we'll see. We'll have Anthony on. You know, we're going to have to bother him and get him on the show once the season gets underway. And, you know, I want weekly reports. St. Louis Battlehawks, that'll be like, they're going to be like New York's official XFL adopted team. The St. Louis Battlehawks. Just because of our guy, Coach Becht. That's what we're going to make happen. Promise. Uh, 800-919-3776. Let's say hi to Johnny and Queens, who's up next here on 98.7. Hey, John. 
Yeah, hey, uh, just the, just before I get to my Rogers point, um, the last caller was ripping on Douglas for the Wilson uh, pick. I, I completely disagree with that. It doesn't turn out, but who was saying they, they needed a quarterback and who was saying they shouldn't draft Wilson at that time? Everyone was super excited. I think it's ridiculous to blame the GM. That was the obvious move. There was no one who was saying they shouldn't draft Wilson at that time. Well, I, John, I, I'll keep saying it. If the Jets weren't going to take him at number two, somebody else was going to take him. And if the Jets took another player, then he wasn't getting past the 49ers at number three. I could promise you that. Some, look, sometimes you swing and miss on these picks, right? It's an imperfect science when it comes to the draft. Right, I'm, just saying, yeah. right, I'm just saying Douglas, Douglas shouldn't be on the hot seat because, oh, no. because of that. Right, not at all. Like, it's not, I, I would, yeah, not at all. Anyway, that was just, just, to, just to rebut the previous caller. Now, just my Rogers point is, I hate to bring it up, but overall, to trade two picks for Rogers to me is, 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 is crazy, especially when there's a better option on the market. Right now, if you watch Rodgers last year, he didn't play too well in the beginning. He started getting more comfortable at the end, but he's, he's clearly lost a step. Clearly, you watch the games. He's clearly lost a – he's still a great quarterback, but there's a different quarterback who we should sign for long term if we can. Lamar Jackson is a better quarterback right now than, than Aaron Rodgers. He's good. We have a good defense, good running. He can run the ball, help us run the ball, you know, short pass, mix it up. I don't understand, unless it's a race thing, which I certainly hope it's not, why we're not pursuing Lamar Jackson over – Aaron Rodgers. I know it's not popular among Jeff fans now, but I don't get it. Well, I mean, so John, I don't think race has anything to do with it at all. I, I mean, the problem, first and foremost, is, you know, it, it, it's also tough to sit here and, and wax poetic about a guy like Lamar Jackson when the last two years he didn't finish the season. You know, he was hurt the last two years, and this year he didn't finish the season. You know, so he's not exactly coming off of a, of, of, of a position of strength right now, right? His team played a playoff game, and he didn't play in the game. So you don't know what condition he's at right now. That knee was so bad, apparently, that he couldn't play in the playoffs. And maybe that would have been the difference between Baltimore beating Cincinnati. You never know. I mean, it was a fairly close game. But if you go get Lamar Jackson, guess what? It's going to have to cost you a lot of draft picks. It's going to cost you a lot of money when it comes to your contract. But when you bring in a Lamar Jackson, you are going to have to completely blow up whatever offense you're running right now and tailor the offense to him. That's what any offense should be and any system should be. It should be tailored to the the strength of the players that you have on your roster. But there's going to be concessions with that. You know, do you think a guy like, for example, is Garrett Wilson, who in a, a week from now will probably be named the Offensive Rookie of the Year in the NFL, a guy who picked up 1,100 yards receiving this year with three different quarterbacks? and one of the most inconsistent passing games in the NFL. Do you think a guy like Garrett Wilson is going to be as valuable with Lamar Jackson at quarterback? No, because Ravens wide receivers in the past are not the most valuable parts of their offense. It's going to be a run-first, run-heavy offense involving the quarterback. So you're almost you're almost depriving yourself of what Garrett Wilson, for example, is going to be able to add to your team, which is a lot of good things. That's just for starters. And remember, Baltimore has told you 200% he's staying, that they're not getting rid of him. So if you're just going to go by their words, well, then they're not looking to shop him. Hey, there are other options too. Remember, Garoppolo's a guy you could go sign and not have to give up anything. He's a strict free agent. Raiders are going to have to make a decision on Derek Carr, and that's going to have to happen before February the 15th. Because once that date hits, which is in what, two weeks from now, 
then his contract becomes guaranteed. Raiders don't want to have to be saddled with that. You're going to find out if Carr is going to be available or you're going to have to trade for him if that's the direction you want to go. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Dan Gross' show. We're rolling to the top. Then it's Larry and Gordon right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com remember we'll be back with you on friday night no show tomorrow but we'll be back on friday evening because we got nick's basketball tomorrow Bing bong. we get brushed aside friday at seven and then we'll be back for our uh, saturday morning adventures beginning at 9 a.m. Eastern time. So a couple of shows back to back. Got something fun planned Friday. I thought we were going to be able to do it tonight, but Friday, fun little spot for you. If you're a Jet fan, I think you're going to like it. And even if you're not a Jet fan, I still think you'll find it interesting too. So we have to reach far and wide, but I think we're going to be able to make it happen. I forgot Seton Hall and St. John's are playing tonight, and that's a big game for both of these teams. Um, Seton Hall's in a little bit better. Look, right now I think if, you know, tomorrow was – Selection Sunday, or if this week was Selection Sunday for the tournament, I don't think either team is getting in, obviously. Seton Hall is a little bit closer as far as what their resume is. And St. John's, you know, they they got to start putting up some victories here. The clock be ticking. I mean, they almost had a disaster a couple of days ago in that game against Georgetown. What was that on Sunday afternoon at the Garden where, I mean, they almost lost to the Hoyas. And Patrick Ewing was there, but Patrick Ewing, Patrick Ewing wasn't playing. I mean, Georgetown's not good at all. So they got to start racking up the wins, and it doesn't get any easier. After tonight, they got to go play Xavier. Xavier, who won, and Xavier's great. You know, Sean Miller, in his first year back with that team, has done an unbelievable job. They won a dogfight tonight in overtime against Providence. And they might be, for my, you know, throwing Marquette. They're probably, and, and Creighton. They're the best teams, I think, in the conference. But for my money, I think Xavier has all the look of a second weekend team, I think, in this NCAA tournament. So that's who St. John's has to play next. That game is going to be on, let's see, 2, 3, Saturday. Um, so not easy. you got to win this game tonight. And St. John's has a five-point lead early on in the second half out there at Carneseca against Shaheen Holloway and the Pirates. Let us say hi to David in New Jersey. He's up next here on 98.7. Dave, how are you? Hey, can't complain. How you doing? Good, Dave. What's going on? Hey, I just wanted to talk to you real quick about the Zach Wilson pick and just overall the mentality of these New York teams and these draft picks. Mm-hmm. Saquon Bar- Barkley, number two, uh, Wilson with overall pick number two or what have you. You can't, if you're the Giants and the Jets and you are known for incompetence, you wouldn't come to these draft picks and these roster moves, you can't do things that ordinarily teams don't do. So case in point, when the Jets picked Wilson, I pointed out that the biggest game that Wilson has ever played was the Boca Raton Bowl. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest game he ever played in. And I'm an Eagles fan myself. So as an Eagles fan, I struggled with watching Carson Wentz do what he did. The band's pedigree was from you know South Dakota, North Dakota, whatever it is, state that he played in. Uh, we got Jalen Hurts now, who 
big-time pedigree, played at Bama in big games, played at Oklahoma in big games, and you're seeing it play out now. When you look at it, the 11-1 and record that Wilson had at BYU, his one loss was against Coastal Carolina. He didn't beat anybody. He beat, like, North Alabama, not yeah. Alabama. And that, coast, and, 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 and that Coastal Carolina team, David, the Chanticleers that season, they were actually pretty good. They were, like, a top-20 team. And I know it was an odd college football season, but Coastal Carolina was pretty good that year. Yeah, but you're not going to tell me that that man had pedigree to get pick number two. They should have passed on it or traded it down and gone somewhere else and then tried to find a, a stopgap before finding a true big-time quarterback. Well, Just my two pennies on it. Dave, the reason they did it, okay, and, and I thank you for the phone call, they could have ran it back with Sam Darnold, right? They could have. And I've actually – yeah. I've actually heard that – remember, that was when the new coaching staff came in, Right. With Robert Sala and, and, and his staff. That was going into, what, what year are we in now? 2021. 20, Sam Darnold was still on the roster. When that new coaching staff came in, plan was to run it back with Sam Darnold. You know? Guys who took jobs. guys, You know, the coaches that came aboard, they were under the impression they were running this thing back with Sam Darnold and getting ready to work with him. That's That's not, you know, erroneous reporting. That's... That's true. Ultimately, something happened between January and then when the draft rolled around to where they went gaga over Zach Wilson. They all flew out there, watched the pro day at BYU. He made all the throws, showed the arm talent, and that sort of thing. The other important component to it and why you went ahead and selected Zach Wilson was because of the money. Because you reset the quarterback clock. Right? Look at all these teams out there and the rosters and your salary cap and and that sort of thing. The goal is to try to build a winner while you have a quarterback on a rookie deal. Like I was talking the other day when we were wrapping up the championship games with Cincinnati. Who knows what the Bengals are going to look like moving forward? Because this might be their last year, the one that just finished. This might be their last year with Joe Burrow on a rookie deal. Meaning like he's making no money. Well, I mean, he's making a nice chunk of change, don't get me wrong. But compared to what he's about to make... When he signs his next contract and how much of the salary cap that's going to command. Therefore, if your quarterback is making nothing, you can then have other good players and pay other good players a lot of money. So you have a well-oiled machine for your quarterback to operate. Instead, they're going to sign Burrow. He's going to get a ton of money and they're going to have to say goodbye to some really good players. Like, oh, you're not going to be able to probably pay Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. One of those guys is going to have to go when they get their second contracts. That's what the Jets were hoping to do by drafting Zach Wilson, bringing a rookie quarterback in, allows you to fill out the rest of your roster. But that now might be changing because you're going to have to go out and probably spend a lot on a QB. And, oh, by the way, pay a guy like Quinnen Williams a lot of money and on and on and on and on. It's tough to build a sustained winner. That's why New England should be commended for what they did for 20 years as we began our program talking about. This was a lot of fun tonight. Thanks to Joe. Thanks to Harvey. Thanks to you guys. Gordon and Larry coming up next. I'll talk to you again Friday night at 7, everybody. Dan Gross is saying so long here on 98.7 ESPN. Everything's turning up Dan, 2026.